The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. I want to tell you a story with a Mohel in Eretz Israel in Tel Aviv, very famous Mohel. I, you have to excuse me. I don't know if he's still alive, but his name is Mohel Abu Hab. Very famous Mohel Eretz Israel performed maybe over thirty thousand Brit Milot. He gets a phone call to his office. A lady is on the other line. She says, "Tomorrow is seven thirty in Hulon. Are you available for a Brit Milah?" She says, "I'm available." She says, "Please come on time. It's very crucial you come on time. Goodbye." Okay, maybe she's emotional. Maybe she doesn't know what to do. Fine. She gives him the address, and she says, "See you tomorrow, seven thirty in the morning." She hangs up. The next day, he follows. He goes to the address, seven thirty in the morning. Fine. He rings the bell. She comes. Oh, come in. My husband went already to work. I'm here. In 15 minutes, I have to leave. You do the bit milah, but don't worry. In half an hour, the help, the housekeeper will come. She'll take care of the child, and then you could go. Now he's saying to himself, bit milah without the abiha bin, without the sandak, with no minyan. There's nothing here. The mother can't even stay for the bit milah. Who's going to take care of the child after Brit Milah when he's in suffering, when he's in pain, when he needs his mother? Who's taking care of him? The help, the housekeeper. He doesn't know what to do. She says, "Here's the money on the table." He says, "I don't know. I don't take money." She says, "Okay, I gotta go. Don't worry. The housekeeper will come in half an hour." So now he goes. He goes into the room. He sees a beautiful baby in the crib. He picks him up. He puts him on his lap. He's the Abi Habin. He's the mohel. He's a sandak. He starts crying. What does he cry for? He cries for people that don't even know the significance of brit milah. So now he takes the child and he puts him in his lap and he starts crying and he gives him brit milah. And as the tears flow and as the tears roll down the child's cheeks, he's also crying, crying about the galut that we're in, crying about people don't know what brit milah is. Crying about that there's no minyan. Crying about that there's nobody here to attend to the brit milah. What does he do? As he's crying, in walks the housekeeper. She says, "Okay, I got it from here." He goes, "But you know what to do? Like, you know what to do with the child?" Yeah, he said, "Don't worry, uh, don't worry, I know what to do." Okay, he leaves. He tells the story over to people. People can't believe it. For a mother not to be in bitmila, for the father not to be in the bitmila, no more, no sandak, no abiyabin, no minyan, no mabdas. Imagine that, no mabdas in the bitmila. You have a year of bitmila without Jordan almonds? Of course not. Nothing, nothing doing in the bitmila. Fine, he starts crying and he starts praying to Hashem. I don't know what's going on with this child. I don't know what's going to be with this child. But Hashem, you know better. Fast forward twelve and a half years. He's in his office. In walks a lady. With a goba, with a tall child, and she says, "Rabbi, you gotta help me. You recognize me?" Says, I, 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 "Sorry, I don't recognize you." She says, I, "I'm this and this. You recognize me now?" He goes, "No, I. Can I help you?" She goes, "You were you were the mohel in my son's brit milah." He goes, "I'm sorry, ma'am. I, I've performed over thirty thousand brit milot. How am I supposed to remember every single mother and child?" She goes. I was the one that ran out. He goes. Oh, now I remember you. Now I remember you. Yes. How can I help you? She goes. You gotta help my child. You gotta help my child. He's been begging me. He's been begging me. He says he wants to meet the mohel of his brit milah. 
He wants to meet him. And now here he is. Please, Rabbi, help him. He won't eat. He won't sleep. His grades, he's failing. He does I don't know what to do with him. Please, Rabbi, you gotta help him. So he goes, okay, would you excuse us? She steps out and he's with the child. The child has the opportunity now. He says to the Mohel, Rabbi, please, you have to help me. I want to learn Torah. I want to put tefillin. It's almost bar, bar, bar mitzvah. Please, Rabbi, teach me Torah. Teach me what it means to be Jewish. My parents are not religious. Rabbi, what do I do? He calls the mother back in. He goes, you know, he tells me he wants to learn Torah. She goes, oh, you Everything, but I don't want to hear that from you. If I have to give him meds, if I have to burn my medicine for his own life, fine. But don't tell me he wants to learn Torah. That's the last thing I want to hear. But Rabbi, if you feel that this is what will take him out of his depression, fine, you could teach him Torah. You know why the child has these thoughts growing up in an irreligious family? Growing up where he doesn't even know what Torah means. You know why he has these thoughts? Because of one person that cared enough to pray for him when he was a little baby. Imagine when you pray for your own children what happens. Imagine when you pray and you say, Hashem, Hashem, please let my children be Tamideh Hachamim. Let them have good friends. Let them get into good yeshibot. Let them not have hard times in their life. Let them, let them have a nice life. Let them have a pleasant life. Let them be loved by everyone. Let them be loved by you, Hashem. Let them do your will. Hashem, let them learn Torah. They, you could pray so much for your children. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.